With everyone's eyes focused on Shohei Otani, a lot of Angel fans knew about it, but then didn't think about David Fletcher getting traded and Max Stassi getting traded. What's what's all that about? I mean, our hearts are broken, but now David Fletcher's not here? Like, stomp on our head now. I mean, that's that's terrible, right? That's awful. Let's talk about it. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by content. Here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come on over to YouTube and leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every single day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Mike, I'm, I'm in my uh, my father-in-law's man cave here. He's got, some, he's got some cool digs here. There's like a TV, one of those like simulated fireplaces just 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 over there. So Wow, you're uh, not going to want to go home. I know. I think, <laughs> I think I might just move in. So there you go. Perfect. Uh, hey, it's our second off season here on Lockdown Angels with you, and we're grateful that you make us part of your day each and every weekday. Of course, we're down to three episodes a week uh, during the off season, but Mike and I are going to be doing some short form content in the interim as well. If you didn't catch yesterday's first ever quick hits here on Lockdown Angels, we did a little deep dive into the Otani contract situation and yeah. specifically, specifically how that you know might have impacted his deal with the angels if there was one and whatnot but i think the biggest question that we answered yesterday mike was the luxury tax issue and yeah. how you know moving forward his contract deals uh, and and plays into the luxury tax with the dodgers some weird shenanigans going on there but check that right. out if you haven't done so already we got a full episode today for you on locked on angels of course we're going to be talking about the halos needing a frontline starter what does the phrase pretty much set mean for the halos one through nine we heard that floating around yesterday but first mike some sad news uh max stassi and david fletcher were both traded before the otani news came out and yeah. so yeah gosh talk about like you know getting kicked when you're down of course it was kind of a <laughs> flip-flop because yeah in 24 hours we lost fletcher stassi and otani so let's get into what that is what that means and and with uh otani off the market the big question is, what now for yeah. the Halos? And of course, it starts with those moves that Perry Manassian made, right? Yeah, he's made a lot of like small moves. Like We've seen some depth moves. We've seen some minor league signings. And then we've also seen some bullpen signings. But nothing that you would consider as a big splash. And I think that that's made us yeah. all kind of nervous. But I guess it yeah. depends on how you're going to see 2024, right? You and I have said, hey, no expectations. Well, you've said that. I'm like, no, let's go all in. But uh, the, the truth is, is that I think that we're probably getting a sense of what Perry is going to do this offseason. And this move was interesting, John, um, with Fletcher and Stassi getting traded to the Braves. And then Stassi gets flipped to the White Sox for mm -hmm. a player to be named later. It, it's kind of a bummer because we've all fallen in love with David Fletcher. And of course, last season, there was a lot of contract manipulation talk around why he's not on this roster yeah and trying why, to why trying to keep him under the five years of service time so yeah. that if they want to move him back to triple a he can't you know request his 
release and get signed somewhere else. And right. Yeah. So there was a lot of trying to keep them under that service time so that they had more roster flexibility. But Mike, it's just kind of the culmination of a lot of what was wrong with the angels is that they had no roster flexibility last year. Yes. Like, like Jaime yeah. Berea, God bless him. I know he's with the guardians now on a minor league deal, but they couldn't move him because they, he had no more options left. Right. And he's, he's like one of those guys that you don't really consider a, an important part of your team. But when you consider a whole 26 man roster, like you need your Jaime Burias to come out and eat up innings so that you don't use your good arms for right. when you actually need your good guys out there on the mound. And so that's kind of where the angels have been. They don't have a lot of flexibility with their roster moves. And I think David Fletcher was kind of a victim of that. Yeah. And I think there's this Max Stassi move as well, which by the way, I was a huge fan when he came over because he played really well for us. Obviously had a really tough year in 22 and then didn't play this year because Mm -hmm. of the family issues. And we found out that his baby was born premature and had a lot of issues and is doing so much better, which is great. Mm -hmm. And then getting him flipped to the White Sox for a player to be named later, the Braves are just trying to move some pieces around. Mm -hmm. So John, a couple questions that I'd love for us to, to work through here. What type of move was this? I know you just touched on some of it, but do you think this is a money saving move or is this a freeing up money to make bigger moves type of move well it's interesting to me because when you consider that david fletcher and max stassi both got moved and in return they got evan white who was a top prospect with yeah mariners in fact if you didn't know this they actually paid evan white his contract and signed him to it before he even made his debut in the major leagues mike and so they were very confident that he was going to be, you know, a future piece for them. That I think yeah. that was pre 2019. I want to say that they okay. gave him that contract. Mike Evan White came up in 2020 and got a Gold Glove at first base. That's right, uh, which is pretty crazy. And and so here here's the main thing from that: David Fletcher and Max Stassi. When you moved them over to the Braves and you got uh, the reliever and you got Evan White back, you essentially saved seven million dollars toward the luxury tax. Now, remember, this all occurred before Otani signed. So the fact that the Angels were trying to save some money toward the luxury tax kind of gave us all the indication of like, hey, maybe they're aiming for something big here. Maybe they're trying to go for Otani or maybe it's another player that they want to have some luxury tax space for. So all that to say, Stassi and Fletcher moving to the Braves, and I know the Braves flipped Stassi, it saved the Angels about $7 million toward the luxury tax. And we all know that they do everything within their power to stay under that $237 million threshold. That's the first threshold toward the luxury tax before they have to start paying penalties. And I think that this is, is a cost-saving move. At the same time, I did reach out to our friends over at Locked On Mariners on Twitter, and I said, guys, is there any hope for Evan White. And they responded like, yes, he is a hard worker. The guy's been injured the last few seasons. And so he has never really done well at the major league level. He hasn't played the last two seasons in the majors. He's been in the minor leagues. The key thing there is they said he needs to stop sacrificing contact for power. And mm. if you go look at some Evan White highlights, you can see the dude has got some pop. Yeah. But if there's, I'm I'm encouraged by the fact that they said there's still hope for him, and by the fact that with the coaching staff that we have, 
maybe they can identify something in Evan White, help him make a little bit more contact, maybe at the sacrifice of that power. But Mike, he's a he's a right-handed first baseman, and we know that we have Drury, who's right-handed, who's going to be at second base primarily, but you need somebody to maybe platoon with Nolan Shonowell, who you know gets on base and, and takes the walks and can hit you those singles and doubles. Yeah. But in the 23, I know it's 20, 29 games. In the 29 games that he played, he didn't have a great showing against left-handed pitching. So perhaps Evan White can be a solution there. Now, the, the weird thing is, Mike, and I want to get your question about this, or your answer to this question. Perry Manassian is the one who signed Fletcher and Stassi to their extensions. And so it's strange to me that suddenly we're moving on from those guys. Yeah, with with Fletch, it's interesting because he was he was performing and he was somebody we were really excited about. But John, quite honestly, he wasn't performing at the major league level and he was hurt a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that played into it. I know that there's that roster uh, conversation about his contract and all of that. I'm sure that that had some factors in as well. And then with Max Stassi, I think Stassi was a great, starter for us when we needed him to be and would be a great backup to Ohapi. But when you talk about roster flexibility, I think the move of Stassi is because we can't do much, if anything at all, with Thice right now. Thice yeah. has got to be on the major league roster. Right, and, he's out of options. And, and and he really didn't have a terrible year last year learning how to play catcher, and he had some key moments where he hit a home run. I was at one of those games where it was so fun to see him hit a home run, and I was not a huge fan at the time of, of Thice, but he also can play a bit of first base. Now, he is a left-handed hitter, so it doesn't necessarily help the Angels lineup if he's subbing out Shawnawell, but I, I think I think Fletcher just kind of fell out of favor with how they were trying to approach what they wanted to do with this roster, and mm-hmm. because he wasn't performing, it just made it more difficult to keep him in that starting rotation and uh, in the starting lineup and on the major league roster. And I think that's why squid was playing, even though he was terrible, they were doing some contract stuff, but then also he just wasn't coming through the way that they were hoping for. So kind of a bummer to see him go bummer to see uh, Stassi go. How do you feel about Ohapi and Thice as a one, two punch? I would much rather see like Ohapi start, of course, but I, I was kind of hoping we'd see Stassi because he's the, experienced veteran like he's the he's the guy that knows the staff very well i will say i if you look at their defensive metrics i want to say that thice is actually defensively the better catcher i'll have to confirm that on Mm. on uh on the uh baseball savant page of course yeah but statistically i think thice does make for a better backup than than stassi would uh mike i think the emergence of renhifo really took the spot of David Fletcher. Yeah. And yeah. and we all know that Renhifo's defense is not the greatest, but in terms of being able to play third, shortstop, second, outfield, that's kind of what Fletcher was able to do yeah. as well. Now, Fletcher, defensively, way better than Much Renhifo. Much better. Yeah. But I think what the Angels are really needing is production, and they need production out of those kind of guys. And, and he's and, a switch hitter. You know, he can and bat he's right, a switch hitter, he can bat yeah. left. Yeah even though I think he should only bat from the right, but that's just me. <laughs> he, he's um, a lot better from the right, yeah. Mike, what happens? Is it is it Stefanik? Is it uh, Soto? I mean, what do we what do we do in terms of a bench piece here? Yeah, I think I think it's Stefanik, and I think that you have to have him up there, and I've kind of been banging that drum for a bit because he is a contact guy, and he proved that he is really flexible 
in wherever he needs to be on that infield. And he played mm-hmm. third base a bit last season. And I love that they tried him there. I, I would, I'd be shocked if he's not on this bench. Now, if the angels go and make some moves and, and add some pieces, then that wouldn't shock me to have him in minor leagues. Right. But I think Stefanik has to be on this bench. If the angels are going to perhaps, you know, stand pat with who they have in that starting nine. Well, that's a good question there, Mike, because uh, coming up on locked on angels, we got a report from Ken Rosenthal that the halo starting nine is, Pretty much set. Uh, yeah. Is that something we should be concerned about or excited about? Well, we're going to get into all of that coming right up. Hey, today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can get involved in a really intentional way with the NFL this season with FanDuel. They're America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on all the action than right now. The app is really easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and you can get involved in a really, really intentional way this NFL season, watching NFL games, rooting for your favorite team, betting $5, and winning $150. FanDuel is the official betting partner of the NFL. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day, and we thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Hey, every day is Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows, Locked On NFL, Locked On NBA, Locked On MLB. It's all there for you across every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and hit the subscribe button and be part of the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. John, you mentioned it. Ken Rosenthal reported that the Angels uh, are going to be pretty much set with yeah. who they have in their their starting nine. And he also said that they're going to pursue a middle-of-the-order bat. So thoughts on that? I know you got something like ready to come out. You're ready to – just sparking a thought here. Ken Rosenthal is somebody that I trust for – news and i often like his opinions but mike he's he's lost me in the last week like yeah his his nonsense about the otani privacy and then all of a sudden the dodgers contract with otani is the greatest thing for baseball like right you lost me bro well and he went after the angels for taking down the mural like that day on saturday which i mean i i get it was quick i get it was quick and i get the angels don't necessarily get the benefit of the doubt because they're organization has been kind of funky the sure. last few years but i mean it's like somebody i loved what somebody tweeted they said it's like keeping a picture of your ex-wife in the, the yeah. wedding photo on your on your mantle you're gonna take that down as soon as it's as soon as it's announced that you're divorced like yeah. you're gonna take that down when she leaves right oh he yeah he's he's lost me this last week i uh, a lot of uh honestly a lot of trusted reporters have lost me yeah, this week. And so yeah. that just bringing up Kenny Rosenthal, it just reminded me of that. Now, when he says that, you know, the Angels are open to adding position players, uh, you know, he's talking about like, could they possibly use a DH? And then he brought yeah. up the phrase or he brought up the fact that like Trout and Rendon can DH. And when he says the, the, the lineup is pretty much set, I guess that is concerning to me because hmm. these Angels certainly need another bat. 
I believe that. Um, when I think about who's out there, you've got uh, in the outfield, you've got Trout, Adele, Moniak, and Ward. Probably Moniak gets more time over Adele. There might be a platoon situation there. I think about the infield and the depth there. Uh, you you have to have somebody to to back up Rendon at third base. And if is if it's Renjifo doing that, well, then his third base defense better be really strong coming into the season because he's not somebody I would trust over at that spot. Second base is definitely his best spot. They haven't tried Drury over at third yet, even though he does have some playing time over there. I'd have to go and see just exactly how good he's been over at third base defensively. But to say that this lineup is pretty much set, yeah, it does make me nervous, Mike, because yeah. I'd like to see another big bat in this lineup. And and I hate to say it because I know <laughs> I know I'm gonna get some heat for this, but I think about Cody Bellinger and I think about his ability to play the outfield and first base. Now I know he's a lefty, mm-hmm. and I understand that him playing over at first base in place of Sean Well when Sean Well needs a day off. Because you're going to use Bellinger in the outfield, right? He's got yeah. the arm of a uh, – he's got a rocket for an arm out there. <laughs> There's your Seinfeld reference. But I know he's due for regression. I know yeah. that what he did with the Cubs will not sustain. But it will still be pretty good. And yeah. you're replacing a, a left-handed power bat in Otani with another left-handed power bat who you kind of hope can sustain what he was able to do. Even if he is due for some regression, it comes out to about 270 batting average. So I just don't know. I know that I was nervous about Cody Bellinger and it felt very much like an arty move. Yeah. And and at this point, I feel like it's even more of an arty move because he's going to rage spend because he didn't get <laughs> Otani back, right? Um, I just don't want Belly to become our Rendon. Now he yeah. is two, two years younger than Rendon was when he got signed. Uh, but I, I feel like the Angels are missing somebody in this order Mike, I know Jorge Soler is a name that's come up, but he would sort of be a, a DH only. Do you think yeah. the Angels need to go with a DH only kind of person? I think they need flexibility, John. I think that they need mm. a whole lot of flexibility because they can put Rendon, Trout, and even Logan Ohapi at that mm-hmm. DH spot. And I like that. I like that I, a lot. I like it a lot, which is why I was kind of surprised that Stassi was traded. I know it maybe been a money-making move or a money-saving move, but having Stassi catch and then having uh, Ohapi be DH or having Thice catch and having Ohapi DH because he showed that he's got a great bat, mm-hmm. uh, I thought would have been the, the most appropriate way to go having three catchers on the roster. I get can kind of clog up your roster a bit. Johnny, it's, here's what here's what my mind is at right now mm-hmm. is Otani is a game changer even as he leaves the Angels because mm. their approach right now is very different than last year. Yeah. And this approach, although it's concerning because we're looking at this team going, well, they, they need some help. I wonder if the approach is finally like, we're going to see what Joe Adele can do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see what Renhifo can do. That's what I've been wanting. See, like, like, right. And I think that that's this. This is where the tension lies for for Angel fans, especially for our everydayers, and for me specifically. Like, we want this, but we have to. We have to acknowledge, like, th- this is probably a sixty-eight to seventy-three win team, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, mm-hmm. they're not going to be competitive, and so we have to walk into this season understanding that. Is that okay? I think it's okay because. We're not going to get buttercupped. We're not going to get let down, right? Yeah. We're not going to have these expectations of trying to get to the playoffs and get Otani and Trout to the playoffs and then not get there. We're walking in going, 
I really don't, we really don't know what this team can do. We're thinking 68 to 73 wins. So if they get to 78, they get to 80, they get to 85, whatever it might be, we're going to be like, whoa, this is yeah. great. Why didn't we do this before? And then right. there's going to be the fans that will say, we've been saying this for so long, right? They're, they're, well, all, all of us will get really loud. I've been saying, I've been right, saying. Right, I said that a long time ago. But it, it really, it's it's intriguing to see what they're going to do. And, and I think moving into this season with this roster pretty much set, I, we just have to make sure that our expectations are not going to be that they're going to be battling for that third wild card spot or mm. for the AOS. Now, will Artie want that? I don't think so. I don't yeah. think that Artie wants to have a team where he's kind of quote unquote rebuilding. I think right. that he wants to be competitive or at least pretend that he's competitive, right? I'm going to go get this big, big bat or get that big arm. And so I, I would anticipate some sort of move. I don't know if they're going to make the huge splash, the $300 million guy, but I think that they are going to get a couple of arms where, ah, that's that's good, or we're going to go, ooh, that's interesting. Like the guy that signed with the Giants, Lee, I I, I thought that, that would be a great fit for our team. And, mm-hmm. and he, then he signed six years in San Francisco, so good for him. Mm-hmm. But those are the types of moves, if we make big moves, that I think the Angels make this offseason, hmm. again, if they make a big move. Mm-hmm. Well, and and as you were talking, I heard you say roster. I heard you say arms. I heard you say a different variation of different things. Now, remember, Ken here is talking about the one through nine, the, yes. the yeah. hitters. And, and to be honest, like there's a lot I want to see out of these hitters. I think if the Angels make any moves, it's got to be for the bullpen. Yeah. It's got to be for at least one more starting pitcher. Um and and so the hitting side of things, I'm kind of with you. Like it's it's the least concerning part yeah. of of this team for me. Would I like to see an impact bat? Absolutely. Would I also like to see what the Angels can get out of Renhifo when he starts every day? Yeah, as a fan of the Angels, yes, I'm curious to see what happens because you look at like, I don't know, Eric Ibar. It wasn't until Ibar started playing everyday shortstop yep. that he became Eric Ibar right. and a pretty good hitter at that too. So uh, I am interested to see what happens with our young guys when they finally have some consistency. I said it before, Mike, this is the year for the angels to get some answers in terms of what they have. Like you, you give Joe Adele all the opportunity this year. And if it doesn't work out, then you move on. But if you find something in him and he does well, uh, this is the year to find that out. So Yes, I'm with you. There's part of me that wants to see these angels add somebody impactful. At the same time, let's get some of these questions answered and stop beating around the bush here and figure out what the angels have on their roster. Lockdown Angels is brought to you by Logic's Credit Union. We know that you come to Lockdown Angels to get a lot of in-depth analysis and hot takes and I've got my hottest take of the day right here. The best lineup in the LA area right now is the lineup of auto loans with Logics. They start with the top of the lineup with one of my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loan. You can count on these guys to give you low rates, which we need right now, and save you big time money. Next up, they got an exciting rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. And then rounding out their lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments 
and get on the road to owning your car a whole lot faster. I know that there's a lot of hot takes, again, from John and I here on Locked on Angels, but the hottest take is the lineup that Logix brings you. So visit your local Logix branch in the LA area and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes minutes at logixbanking.com slash car. That's Logix, L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash car. Mike, our last conversation of the day really goes back to what we were just talking about, but in terms of the pitching staff, uh, the yeah. Angels, they need a pitcher, and I truly believe that they need to go out there and make a splash either in the free agent market or through the trade market. Now, ro- recently Rosenthal reported that the Halos are in on Tyler Glass now, Corbin Burns, Shane Bieber, and last week we actually had a full episode of those three plus Blake Snell, So go and check that episode out if you have not done so already, because we really did a deep dive into who would be the best fit for the Halos. And the most attractive piece, according to track record, according to the stats, is Corbin Burns. Now, he's going to cost the Halos some players, and there's even word out there that the Brewers probably aren't interested in trading him. Yeah, yeah. Now, Glass now is also interesting because... He's got some strong numbers, Mike. I know that he has had some injury issues. He's also going to cost $25 million Mm -hmm. uh, this upcoming season. But look, that is an instant ace on your staff and a front of the rotation guy. The last two players, uh, this one's a little bit of a wild card. Marcus Stroman, of course. Now, we did talk about Shane Bieber last week, and we also mentioned that uh, his numbers kind of indicate that he's – do for aggression. He he yeah. is on his like. If you look over his last few seasons, you can see that he's trending toward uh, his expected stats, which aren't great. They're they're not bad, but they're also not what he's been putting up recently. And each year, Bieber is trending towards those stats. Now, I I think we did talk about Marcus Stroman in a fan mail Friday a few weeks ago. We did yeah, because we made that comparison of. Do you want a more expensive Tyler Anderson, right? Yeah. Because uh, his game is very similar to Tyler Anderson. Obviously, Stroman executes it much better than Anderson did last season. So, Mike, here's the big question. I personally think that the Angels, I would love to see them go after Corbin Burns. I know it's going to cost something. But, Mike, if if we go back to our last conversation about the hitters mm-hmm. and the Angels are trying to figure out what they have in their one through nine. What about the rotation that they have of Detmers and Sandoval and Silseth and Canning, and then even letting Tyler Anderson figure things out? I mean, that's that's a starting five right there. And then they have yeah. some depth in Davis Daniel and Kenny Rosenberg and Jose Suarez. Uh, <laughs> but he's depth, let's be honest. He's, yeah. he's a depth piece. He's the yeah. guy you go to when somebody's hurt. Mike, if, if the Halos are going to either go out and make a big splash or they're going to let the kids play, so to speak. Is there anything wrong with the rotation that they have now? Johnny, I, I, the question I always wrestle with is, is does the experience that they get this season, is that what's holding them back? Hmm. Right. And so, we give Sandoval a chance to just pitch through the whole year. We give Silseth a chance to pitch through the whole year. Good, bad, and ugly, right? Does that help them? And I think that, where we can 
maybe overestimate is that, oh yeah, of course it'll help him because that experience is is so invaluable. Mm-hmm. But what makes that experience invaluable is not them going through it. What makes it invaluable is when they evaluate it. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the keys that is different this season versus last season is that this coaching staff is so much better. Oh, 100%. And, and with Barry Enright there, it's so much, so much better and much improved over last season. Yeah. And so I would lean in the direction, if we're going to go into this next season with no expectations and we're going to let the kids play, I would lean in that direction with this starting Mm -hmm. rotation because I'm confident that not only would they get experience, but they're going to have somebody in Barry Enright who's going to go, did you know what you did wrong there? And did you Mm -hmm. know what you did right? And Mm -hmm. let me tell you. And so evaluated experience is much better than just regular experience. Oh, I went through it. But when you evaluate it and learn from it, that's what makes you better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we we saw Reed Detmers do it himself last year. He's like, oh, when I do this with a slider, right? Yeah. Even Griffin Kenning. I, I worked through that one inning and Barry Enright noticed like when he was playing the Diamondbacks, he gave a bunch of runs and then he fought to get to like seven innings. Like they're, they're already learning. And on the and flip so- side of that, you have Patrick Sandoval who, you know, can't control his temper when he's out there. And, and yes, mm-hmm. he goes through that. But who's who's there to like say, look, dude, you got to clean it up. Yes. Look, dude, you yeah. got to figure it out. Like, you, yeah, you can't get hot because look at the way it affects you. Like, yeah. there, it doesn't seem like there was any of that last year. You know, when right. we first started on Lockdown Angels, we had about a year's worth of podcast experience behind us doing our own show. And then we got brought on to the Lockdown Podcast Network. And Jeff Carr over at Lockdown Reds is the one who runs the MLB channel. And, and, Mike, right out of the gate, like we would do our first few shows and he would meet with us and give us feedback. And yeah. we we have said like, hey, if you've got criticism, like please give it to us because we want to know it and then we want to pivot and we want to get better. I think, I think baseball players have that same desire. They want to know how they can get better. They want to know how they can pivot, but yeah. somebody's got to give it to them. And there was nobody on this staff Maybe Phil Nevin. I want to give Phil Nevin some credit. I think Nevin tried to do the best that he could in that regard. And we saw some instances of that where he's, you know, giving the pat on the back and whatnot. But it's it's not enough. You need your Enrights and you need your Johnny Washingtons and you need your Ron Washingtons to really drill in to the fact that these guys are going out there and getting the experience. And then, you, like you said, experience without evaluation is useless. It doesn't yeah. help to just get the experience. Yeah. You got to have somebody out there to help you tweak things, to help you correct things, to help you do more of what you do better. And I think with that coaching staff last season, they didn't have that, right? Right. And so if they're going to let the kids play, they need to make sure that these kids are getting the experience and then evaluating that experience because Mm -hmm. that's the only way that they're going to get better. Getting Mm -hmm. rocked and then getting taken out in three innings (laughs) is not great. Right. But you, if went, you, get rocked, you went through that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but getting rocked and then having somebody that you can go, well, what happened? What was I doing? Oh, your release point, your extension, all of that mm-hmm. stuff is so necessary. So if they're going to let the kids play, they have to have really great evaluative tools to help them to get better. And if that's the case, then I'm okay with letting the kids play and not going and getting a major arm. And I'm okay with this team figuring it out in 2024. Yeah. There's a, there's a delicate balance of, how much do you let these guys figure it out and how much do you want to remain competitive? Yeah. And, and I think that's the tension that the angels sit in because, you know, Artie wants to be competitive because he wants to make money. He wants people to show up to the ballpark. Yeah. You've you've already lost your golden goose this last season. 
So you better have a competitive team to make people want to come to the ballpark, Artie. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the tension that we sit in here, Mike, is can this team be competitive with letting the kids play? It seems like all indications are that they don't want to yeah. not be competitive. They yeah. want to stay competitive. Mike, if, if they're going to make a move for a Corbin Burns and it's a one-year thing, that can't be the end of it. They right. have to make a move and a trade knowing that they're going to be able to extend a Corbin Burns or a Tyler Glass now, or even signing a Blake Snell. I know that that's not the most exciting thing, but they have to have a long-term vision if they're going to make an impactful move for the starting rotation. It can't just be a one-and-done. They have to be able to extend or get somebody on a long-term deal whoever they bring in. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And everydayers, remember, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hey, friends, give us a follow at Locked On Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram, whether you're watching or listening, come on over to today's show on YouTube, hop in the comments below though. Don't forget to hit that like button really helps us out more than you know, and it, it personally uh, helps Mike and I. So if you want to give back to us in any sort of way, hit that like button, leave a comment. And even if it's just like a go angels or go halo bros, we, we would love that. Mike, what do we have on deck for Friday's show? Well, Johnny money is always an issue with the halos and we what? saw it come up again with the coaching staff. Clint hurdle was rumored to join this coaching staff and now he's not. Yes. And it's all due to money. And we'll talk about why that is another indication that this team is still stuck in its penny pinching ways. That's Friday on Locked On Angels. All right, looking forward to that conversation. We hope you'll come back and join us on Friday for that one. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here on Friday. Friday.